0: What up, world? Welcome in all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blogging theboys.com. My name is R.J. Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, December 3rd, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that uh, you did not... Continue to make time for Thursday night football tonight. The Dallas Cowboys are not playing tonight. Heads up, in case you were unaware, that game got moved to Tuesday night because the Baltimore Ravens played yesterday. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are now six and five. The Dallas Cowboys are still probably going to lose, um, but maybe they won't. You know, who knows? Uh, the Cowboys have a uh, you know a legitimate chance at winning the NFC East. I mean, a real one. Um, I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds a little bit homerish, uh, but it's true, and it's something that. I already felt, uh, but certainly felt more strongly in after my conversation with Matt McEwen. You might remember Matt uh, from about a month ago, came on the show. Talks about, you know, talked about odds, different futures, and things like that with regards to the NFC East. Matt does great work for Sports Betting Dime. Uh, We got together again. We recorded, just so you know, before the Ravens Steelers game. So we did not know who won. We had an idea, obviously, that Pittsburgh was going to win. Uh, But we talked about kind of the state of the NFC East. And if you are the wagering type of person, it's really interesting advice for you. And so I think it's a conversation that you will enjoy. This week is just now sort of beginning for the Cowboys. Um, Obviously, with now their opponent having played, Mike McCarthy did say yesterday that the Cowboys would split into position groups and watch the game together at the start. Again, my position group, so as to adhere to social distancing and and being in small circles and whatnot. Uh, A very interesting experience for them uh, without question. And so now they they know what the Ravens look like, and and we'll see what Ravens are able to play and and, and return for next week's game. But, um, you know, practice is starting. Sooner or later, it'll be uh, time for kickoff. But right now it is time to get to Matt McEwen uh, from Sports Betting Dime. Great conversation, one I think you will enjoy, so I will not keep you from it any longer. Here is Matt McEwen right now on the Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by a very special guest, the internationally famous, the debonair, the smooth, I think he can moonwalk. I haven't seen him myself, but I trust his word. The head honcho, the main man from Sports Betting Dime. You know him, you love him, Matt McEwen. Matt, we talked to you a month and change ago, but it's nice to be back with you today.
1: Hey, RJ. Pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me on.
0: So, um, how was your Thanksgiving? Everything go well? You're a Denver Broncos fan. Um, so, it was a weird weekend of football for you, I imagine? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, hey, they didn't play on Thanksgiving, so they they didn't ruin uh, that that day for me, which is <laughs> really nice. Um, it, it was. It was a very weird week. And, uh Yeah, Kendall Hinton. Um, You know, I I don't think many Broncos fans knew his name prior to uh, Saturday at about 7 p.m. But uh, hey, you know what? It it is what it is. Uh, The guy went in there, played hard. What else can you ask for?
0: At, At any point from Saturday night to kickoff, did you did you like have a moment of it's possible like it like in your own self when you were kind of thinking about it?
1: I had this very very brief moment Saturday about because you know the first thirty minutes or so after hearing the news, you're thinking, who who's Kendall Hinton? <laughs> right. what, what what is this? But but thirty minutes in, yeah, that that eternal optimist in me kicked in and said, man, maybe they'll just run some crazy wildcat gadget plays. Uh, we'll get Royce Freeman, right. uh, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, all on the field. It'll be just reverses and quarterback options.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be Tebow's Broncos again.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, within about two minutes, I again looked at my my watch and the calendar and said, "Oh, it's Saturday night. They don't have time to do all that stuff." <laughs> <laughs> to implement all that stuff, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I I knew it when I was waking up to uh, Sunday. I knew what what I was in for.
0: Well, um, it was a valiant effort, nonetheless. Um, probably more effort than I think we've seen from the entire NFC East collectively to this point. Now, for full disclosure, here, Matt and I are recording before the Baltimore Ravens Pittsburgh Steelers game on Wednesday. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys play the Ravens next Tuesday. Time is really irrelevant at this point. We're all just existing and sleeping whenever we choose, I suppose. Sometimes it gets dark, sometimes it doesn't, Uh, but whatever. Um, But, uh, Matt, Sports Betting Dime, you guys do have – you have collected at least what I've seen, one line so far on this game. I know it's extremely early. I think everybody anticipates the Cowboys to be heavy underdogs in that game against Baltimore. Um, So I don't think that's a a shock. That's a surprise. But um, what – what are your thoughts from, from an odd standpoint, or, I mean, things have changed uh, since the last time we spoke uh, about the NFC East. And, and again, we're two days off at the time of this recording from the Philadelphia Eagles losing on Monday night football. Um, and we've been talking a lot at BTB about the upcoming schedules, specifically of the Philadelphia Eagles and New York giants. And so this is still very much in the air I don't know how, how you guys view the, the time in between the Cowboys-Ravens game that, that Dallas will have had almost an entire bye week, kind of, effectively, while the Ravens will be coming off some short time playing on Wednesday. I mean, what are your thoughts in general right now? Thoughts in general are uh, <laughs> the, the,
1: the NFL needs to get this together here. They, they need to, you know, just, just like, uh, you know, the country as a whole um, – you know they, they need to get this virus under control they need to because we're we're running too tight here and uh yeah you know well, we, actually I, I don't I, think
0: I, I don't want to interrupt you but um but there have like your world um has had to like alter things right like you've had to pull things like I saw some places pulled the Broncos Saints game just because yeah. of the ridiculousness of it I mean, like so. I mean, needless to say, I feel like this is the, the most impacted your world has ever been by s- some sort of outside force. But, I mean, I know you're, you're talking about for a more, like, humanitarian-based perspective, right? Like, we, we all <laughs> have to get this together for, our, for the good of the world, but also for the good of, of a lot of other things and a lot of other purposes. For the good of sports betting. uh no hey
1: others have suffered a lot a lot more I don't want to sound insensitive but um you know absolutely the the sports betting world has been uh so impacted this year like you said uh you know there was probably an hour or so where the Broncos Saints line was pulled because like you said what do you do like what what how, how do you handicap that game um, and yeah so like you said we've we've seen one very early line open in in the Dallas Baltimore here and it's it's Baltimore minus seven but yeah who who knows right now right it's it's a matter of you got to figure out you, which, which Ravens are going to be available um you know how many are missing today it's it's uh ports of eight I think with yeah now, now that um, Ingram and and Dobbins are are eligible to play um but it, it's it's wild. And, and the fact that teams are having to deal with these, you know, unique weeks that they're playing, you know, we've, we've seen Tuesday night football already. We're, we're about to see Wednesday football. Uh, it's football every day of the week, you know, as a fan, yeah, I guess you're not, you're not complaining too much, but um, it, it, it has, it's been crazy. It's been difficult. Uh, you're seeing uh, sports, sports books are, are, are just nervous at this point. Um, it, it's a matter of, Hey, we better be on top of things or else we're going to get exposed. Right. Um, I'm actually, I'm I'm a little surprised to see that this game uh, today didn't get pulled off the board for a little bit yesterday while they, they waited to see official news on, um, on Dobbins and Ingram, but I guess they, they felt confident enough. Um, And and yeah, here we are 10 and a half. Um, It's wild. It's been a wacky, wacky year.
0: So does, I mean, i think that there's this level of um atrophy for cowboys fans or maybe even eagles fans or certainly nfc east fans where it's it's the the heaviness of the year and the confusion the constantly changing things um and and i think the fatigue of it all like don't get me wrong i love sports and i I know you do too but I, I this a, I don't want to get too existential, but I did. I think I I reached a point this year where it's like, man, there's the NBA Finals on, the World Series is on, the you know the PGA Championship just happened, and like the if like you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to keep up with like just emotionally, like be invested in all these different areas that you're rooting for, and so I think that the uniqueness of all that combined with how bad the NFC East is, which is this like you know week long punchline every week, um has has made it a little bit you know more difficult i guess um has has that been your experience with like adjusting things with regards to the nfc east because you're not only dealing with what 2020 is but you're dealing with a a division that is spectacularly bad and it just so happens to be spectacularly bad in this year of all years
1: it it's been uh it's been difficult with with the East for sure and uh you know there there seems to just be this uh, you know, you know what? There, there, there has to be. I'm, I'm willing to, to say this confidently. There has to be a lot of money on the Eagles, um, and, and I wonder if there's, there's not a ton of futures bets being placed. Not, not I shouldn't say a ton of futures bets, but I, I do wonder if there's not a ton of money uh, coming in right now on NFC East futures. Because, like you said, there's, there has been some fatigue. You know, I, I think people are still generally watching the big games that are coming up but throughout the week uh, the the off days you know we we we're, we're seeing um, some some lulls in interest you know people are just wanting to hey yeah, you know, kick their feet up and, and uh, not pay attention to, to sports for a little bit. People are wanting to actually do their work during the day instead of, uh, you know, have have on the college basketball uh, games all day. But all time. It, I, 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 <laughs> I I do. I, I think there has to either be a lot of money on the Eagles or there's not, um, uh, not a ton of interest right now in betting the NFC's futures mm-hmm. just because we have yet to see the Eagles plummet like like I expected they would even right now they're still plus 164 to to win that to that division and what that means yeah you know you, you bet 100 dollars you win 164 dollars um it's it's wild um actually, sorry oh, but, sorry can, they, they're not you're... plus 164 plus 164 was was their sorry that was what they were uh, last week they they are plus 247 now sorry about that I'm looking A at the wrong longer area. odds
0: right longer
1: but, plus 247 so they've, they've plummeted a touch but
0: can you go into go detail why you think there has to be a lot of money all right like is that your own logic or is that your you know viewment or not viewment that's not a word uh your assessment of the situation like your assessment of the like are you are your is that line of thought coming from looking at the odds and saying okay they're this they're this far out you know there's so much money invested they're trying to rope people in to balance themselves out like where's that line of thought coming for you
1: yeah that that line's coming from um and again plus 247 is is what they're at right now um it, it's coming from how horrible they've looked um <laughs> is, is, you, can, you
0: can like lean into that this is a cowboys centered <laughs> show
1: so they have been awful uh, carson wentz is awful um, you know, I don't even want to say he is awful. He's been awful because we, we've seen some good Carson Wentz in the past, right? Um, it's, it's a matter of looking at their schedule, uh, their, their remaining schedule and seeing Green Bay, New Orleans, uh, Arizona, Dallas, and, and then Washington, right? Where, uh, in three of those games, I have a really hard time saying that, that they're not heavy, heavy underdogs. I mean, this, this week they're, uh, they're getting nine and a half, right? Um, it, it, it's that and it's the fact that they're, they're no longer in the lead. Uh, they, they no longer you know, hold, hold their own fate. Um, plus 247 is, is not the odds I would expect to see. And the, the reason, um, you know, the assessment comes from if there is a ton of money on Philadelphia, like I'm expecting, it would make sense. Uh, As as to why their odds are not longer than this as to why they haven't reached plus 350 plus 400 because the books don't want to take any more money on Philadelphia. They don't want to entice you on on to you know to bet Philadelphia anymore because that's probably where they're exposed right now. Um, You know, look at Dallas. I have a hard time saying Dallas is in a, a worse position right now than Philadelphia, especially when looking at the remaining schedules, you know, Agreed. Dallas right now is, is plus five Oh three to, to win this division. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm not just saying this cause I'm on a Cowboys podcast here, but if you, if you don't have any action on this yet uh, I think that's where the value is. Dallas at plus five Oh three um, you know, the, the rest of the division just to, to, quickly update it's it's the Giants are favorites right now favorites right now plus 200 Washington very close behind plus 210 Uh, and then like I said Philadelphia plus 247 Dallas plus 503 so I, I have a really hard time thinking um that that Plus two forty seven uh, is is <laughs> Philadelphia's true odds to win this division. When I say true odds, um, you know I'm I'm referring to their their actual probability uh, of winning this division.
0: So I think. And we've been saying all because this is the week that the Giants are in first place. Um, like, that's a suckers bet. I think that's that's a you know, that's a get get Giants fans hyped bet, whatever, because uh, their remaining schedule is is not easy. Their, their next three weeks, I believe they've got Seattle, Arizona and Cleveland. Um, yeah. And so they, they could very conceivably drop all three of those. And the Daniel Jones factor health wise is, is certainly there as well. I I agree with you. And I think everybody listening is like, dude, come on, like quit, quit, like continually trying to rope me in. But like, again, that those odds for the Cowboys are, if you got a hundred dollars, that's just sitting there, you know, like that's a, because the Cowboys they get to play again. I don't think the Cowboys can beat the Baltimore Ravens. And you mentioned it earlier, seven point underdogs at this time. It's hard to imagine that. Although I do think the rest prep, whatever you want to call it involved is interesting. Um, I also think, and a point we've talked about a lot, is the Cowboys were on a short week last week. They dealt with the tragedy, the loss of Marcus Paul. I mean, just... I mean, a, a, an incredibly compressed week of emotion and tragedy. And, you know, I, I think it's easy to sort of understand why they were so flat against Washington. And that maybe some time off goes a long way in, in kind of resetting them um, internally and both externally. And so but after that Baltimore game, like even if we assume that the Cowboys dropped that game, they've got Cincinnati with Brandon Allen, whoever um, it's going to be. Then they've got San Francisco, and I know the 49ers, I'm I'm curious to see what your lines are there, um, beat the Rams last week. And that is a little bit interesting. But then they've got Philadelphia and New York. And I don't see any reason why the Cowboys couldn't, at the very least, win that Bengals game and then their two division games. And that, I mean, at the very least, would get them to six wins. And that might be enough. I mean, that, that truly might be enough, given the way that everything looks and everything is forecasted to look.
1: Absolutely, it, it might be, and and I, I'm with you. I think the the Giants right now, uh, there, there's no there's no more value left in in, uh, right. in New York right now. Three weeks ago, um, I, I bet the Giants at ten to one. So yeah, plus plus a thousand, um, because I just thought those odds were absurd. I didn't think the Giants were were that far out of it. I did not believe in Philadelphia, nor Dallas, nor Washington uh, that that much.
0: Are you, are you somebody? Are you somebody? Not to interrupt you again, but there's that that line from Kevin in the Office where he's like, <laughs> "If if you, <laughs> you get like it. yeah, if you get like ten to one or whatever, I, I forget what his line is, but like you always <laughs> take it. Like, are, do you have that like point of demarcation for yourself? I don't. I do
1: not uh that that's that's not smart because uh you know if I had that I would have probably bet the Jets to win the Super Bowl a couple of weeks sure. ago uh which which would have been a terrible bet um no I I I assess every line uh for for what it is and um you know I, I think there's a reason the odds are that long right sure now you know this, this division was a very unique situation um I, I didn't see why the odds were, were that long and we're talking 10 to 1 too right right. right. You know, not not too long right um but yeah so I'm, I'm sitting on Giants 10 to 1 right now to be honest with you I'm, I'm about to hedge with Dallas at 5, 5 to 1 as well um right. because I, I think the the value's there um you know the the washington uh i i think i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off a, a week because I, I i might set myself up in a, in a really oh. nice position here to win money you know no matter who wins the division um outside of philadelphia philadelphia comes back i'm I, i'm writing them off i'm not putting any money down on them but uh, you know if, if washington does lose to pittsburgh this week like they're expected to they're they're getting nine and a half points as well um you know we'll, we'll see that plus 210 grow uh maybe up to you know uh, maybe upwards of three to one so um at, at this point I, I i think dallas is is the bet uh, as you said the remaining schedules you know i i like to do strength schedule based off of uh win totals right uh, the the sum of the your opponent's win totals and if we look just to that dallas's remaining schedule so again this is the the sum of baltimore cincinnati san francisco philadelphia and the giants right. win totals comes out to 30 so you're looking at five games that you know their 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 opponents average win totals six the other three in the division the, the lowest is 42 and a half uh and that's that's philadelphia the highest being the giants at 45 and a half so that is a massive gap They're they're looking at at, at an average opponent win total of of seven uh just over seven basically right um actually, sorry five left uh my, my <laughs> math is wrong i'm not thinking here yeah um nine they're, sorry they're, they're looking at uh that that's nine um nearly nine eight between eight eight and nine um for for the rest of of the division which that, that that's a really really big difference in strength of schedule and like you said it, Dallas just wins a couple few if they can get themselves to six wins it, it very well might be enough for this division.
0: So um my dog barked a second ago and his name is Bear I think I told you this last time so he's yes. pissed off this year because his <laughs> his namesake well not his namesake uh but the the Bears obviously you know they were 5 and 1 he was strutting around the house you know what I mean hey I know I'm a Cowboys fan but still like I he's got a a very obvious two team so he's he's a little bit sore right now. But um, I think his point was, um, why not wait? I mean, you're saying you're going to hedge with the Cowboys. Why not wait till after the Ravens game? If, if you're going to wait till after the Steelers game for Washington, I mean, you know, why not wait there as well? If you, if you truly want to hedge, like, because our logic here is, okay, things could really take off for Dallas and Cincinnati next Sunday. So, I mean, yeah. given the the unique week, you'd have to wait till next Wednesday, I suppose. But, I mean, that that to me, again, I, um, I don't dabble as much in this world as, as, as you do, obviously, but that seems like the logical play.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Now, here's the thing. If, if the rest of the division loses as well um, –
0: mm, Good point.
1: We're, we're, we're looking at potentially, potentially Dallas' odds getting better. Now, what I will say, and again, I'm not trying to just uh, pump any any tires because I'm on a specific podcast here, but – I'm not writing them off uh, against Baltimore as much as I am writing off the rest of the division. Now, really, really funny, actually, yesterday, every every team in the NFC East is on the road in week 13. And the right. three teams, the three teams that had lines out were all getting nine and a half points. Now, I'm not including Dallas, Baltimore, on that lines are, are off the board right now. Um, but every team was getting nine and a half. and a half. And of of the four teams, I have the most faith in in Dallas Week 13. Now I'm not saying they're gonna win, but I do think they'll they'll end up being somewhere in in the you know probably five to five to eight point uh, range for for that spread. I, I'm not ready to write them off against Baltimore. I think Baltimore struggled a lot this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who, who knows when Lamar Jackson will be able to return. Um, we, we haven't really seen RG3 since he nearly let the Eagles come back uh, <laughs> earlier in the season and then that fourth quarter. Um, I, I'm not ready to say Dallas is going to lose that game. And if they don't, well they're sure. probably favored to win this division so absolutely you, you you need to look ahead you need to make that decision for yourself if if you are looking for either a hedge or just the best value bet you need to ask yourself what do you think of that dallas baltimore game because if, if you think dallas has any any chance you got to get on it now um you got to get on that line now but if if you're writing it off and you're saying you know baltimore is going to kill them Absolutely. The, the play is wait until post-week 13, just ahead of week 14, when, when they're line enough to play uh, Cincinnati. Bet it then, and, you know, you, you might get plus 550 if everything works out your way.
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
0: I think that that's a really interesting answer for anybody that you know because I'm sure that that question was sort of floating around people's minds and I think um a lot of people have disparaged the Ravens this season. Uh, I'm sure as a Broncos fan you're not the biggest Ravens fan and that I would I'd be fine with that. <laughs> so I, I, um, I
1: remember the the Hail Mary all too. Right. Well. I don't even know if you call it a Hail Mary just the uh, Raheem Moore, whatever you think the, the gaff.
0: Right. um but that I think also, because you're right, every NFC's team's on the road this week. And I think that Baltimore is the the weakest contender of those four because New York is at Seattle, obviously a clear cut contender. The Eagles are at Lambeau Field. Maybe the Packers are the best team in the NFC, and then Washington at Pittsburgh, what will likely still be an undefeated team. And so yeah, I mean that's that's a great way to look at it and a great way to say, look, I could maybe sneak out a little bit longer odds next week, but I don't want to risk losing that. Um, which is why I'm ready to pounce on the Cowboys this week. I'm also, I think, I think your way of assessing like the strength of remaining schedule is really smart. I'm curious, what are your odds? And maybe I don't know if you have um, like top draft pick odds in front of you. Um, Matt is always so great about pulling things up while I talk. Um, but I think like considering the likelihood or the odds rather. Of the Cowboys remaining opponents to land maybe not the top overall pick uh, but I think that that's another interesting way of looking at the strength of schedule as far as what's remaining for the Cowboys because the Bengals are in the running certainly for a top five pick and the Giants and the Eagles are in the running, assuming whatever three teams don't win the NFC East are, are going to be in that top seven-ish range. Um, and, and so I know that that fluctuates, especially given that right now the Giants are in first place. Um, and I know that the 49ers aren't quite close to that territory. But the 49ers, outside of the Ravens, and again, we are kind of extrapolating past that point, they're the toughest remaining opponent for the Cowboys, which, I, again, I think speaks to the, the strength of schedule USS.
1: Absolutely. And just, just to uh, yeah, answer, answer that question there, first overall pick, we, we haven't seen any odds in, in quite some time. The last time we, we saw them, um, October 20th. So, yeah, we're looking nearly six weeks ago now. The Jets were the odds-on favorites, minus right. 170. But um, they're they're starting to play a little better. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, and, and that's when – when i say a little better i mean they're they're going from just downright just awful to uh you know just just pretty awful uh it's it's i'm not betting the jets to win any games anytime soon but they uh they're starting to look a little bit better is what i'm saying but absolutely the the race for for first uh pick is is on um yeah like you said if, if you don't win the the NFC east very good chance you're you're in that race and and it, it, it is interesting because I, I even wanted to ask you hey what's what do you think's best for, for Dallas did, is it best to win this division get a get a shot at the playoffs with Andy Dalton or do, does Cowboys uh, Cowboys fans want to just get that pick get uh, maybe re- refill that that offensive line um, yeah bulk up the defense get ready it's, for Dak to come back.
0: So well, the DAC thing is a is a whole different sector Assuming of discussion. You, you <laughs> resign them, right? So there's there's several um, like I know a lot of people you know around the world didn't sit down for like your standard Thanksgiving dinner, um, but like like the proverbial Thanksgiving dinner with Cowboys fans is like sitting down and somebody simultaneously bringing up politics and religion and like the meme of whether that dress was blue or gold a few years ago. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? And so yeah, it's just yeah. like. Like inciting the the most aggressive debate that you could possibly have about a number of different topics at once. And so there is a sector of people that believe Dak is the guy. You still have your people like let Dak walk, whatever. But we've kind of, you know, paid no mind to them at this point. But um, the biggest debate right now is certainly should they tank should they win the nfc east and a lot of people are upset that the win in minnesota is going to significantly derail their odds at a top three pick if they end up not winning the nfc east um i, I think that the the case for each NFC East team in the division is different um and and i think i i can i can buy and i can sell um okay you know mike mccarthy's team rallying through an inordinate number of circumstances in a year where everybody faced a gigantic universal challenge uh, would go a long way towards, you know, the culture of, of his Dallas Cowboys and um, would go a long way for your CD lambs and all these people that kind of feel like you never quit and all, all the varsity blues cliches. Um, but obviously the lure of a top five draft pick is really enticing. And the last time the Cowboys held one, they took a running back, which upset a lot of people in itself. Um, and so like, you know, it's hard to even trust that they would utilize that pick the right way. And then, then you have all these other points of hope, right? Like you hope that top three pick would somehow be in range of one of the quarterbacks and that somebody would trade up with you. And so then you can cash out for a bounty of picks. And then you have this discussion of, well, if we're not going to win the NFC East, who do we want to win the NFC East? Who, who do we want to damage the most by giving them the 19th overall pick? I think a lot of people would, would say the Eagles, like it's always fun to damage them. But uh, I think we both believe in, in Washington, maybe from a probability standpoint. And I do not want to see that team get a functional quarterback. Alex Smith's a great story, but he's not their quarterback of the future. And so I don't want to see one of these young quarterbacks go pair with that defense and then be a problem for a long time. So I think that, I mean, it's not a big majority, but I think the majority wants a top five pick Wants Washington to win the division, both from uh, an inflicting damage standpoint, and like, well, Alex Smith is is this great story. Ron Rivera is a great story. So I can handle that in the year of two
1: thousand twenty. That makes sense. I, I figured that <laughs> that was kind of the the feel. Um, you know, if if you if you win that if you win the division, you're you're heading into the playoffs to to take on likely um who are you looking at there probably the tampa the bay rams, the rams, rams are, yeah. or tampa bay um yeah which and that, that I,
0: wouldn't I be fun <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> that you're
1: whoever it is you know unless one of these teams really turns a corner and, and catches fire over the last uh last five games um it, yeah it's they're probably heading in as double digit dogs even at home in, in that game
0: that do you but do you foresee any adjustment of lines cuz I saw um I saw a tweet that was floating out a conspiracy theory of sorts uh, this was a few weeks ago that the Bucks were angling to be the top wild card as opposed to winning the NFC South so that they can play the NFC East winner in the first round uh, especially given that now there's only one bye in, in in both conferences I mean I I don't subscribe a lot to that theory but like if if you were close and the difference was you know, we get to visit the NFC East winner versus uh, hosting um, the, the Rams. I mean, that that would be an interesting, you know, discussion to have internally, I think.
1: It is interesting. Um, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't subscribe to that, that line. Of <laughs> line and, um, you know, I, I don't, uh, obviously sports books have to consider that, um, you know, what is this team playing for? But that's something I, I think with so few games in the NFL season, it's, it's really hard to, uh, right. you know, to, to really start planning ahead on that because how, how often are you, one hundred percent locked into a, a a certain position, right? Sure. Um, you know the, the way it is right now. Tampa Bay's um, they're I, I don't believe they're they're in the the first wild card spot. I think they're in the they're in the right. second wild card spot. Um, and and they're they're heading on the road not not against the NFC, so they would still have to worry about surpassing. Uh, uh, yeah, get, holding on to that first spot. I I don't see it. If we come to week seventeen, and hey, they're locked in yeah, why not? I, I think at that point, and, and, you know, that that's the trouble with week 17 lines in general is who's playing, um, who's and you know,
0: what's, a, yeah, emotionally, what's been established, playing, totally, right?
1: Yeah. yeah you have the physical who's playing versus and, and the emotional who's, who's wanting a win here, you know, which, which horrible team is going to show up and play really well because their jobs are all on the line. That that's the trouble of week 17 lines. I don't. I don't think sportsbooks have to worry about that so much uh, prior to week 17, and unless you have a situation, you know, hey, if the Steelers walk in uh, 14 and 0, um, right, you know, maybe do do they start pulling Big Ben out of certain games? They've they've seen the the horrors that uh, you know their their backup quarterback room uh, is, right. <laughs>
0: um matt um my final question to you that's a great note to because cowboys fans are still bitter about the steelers loss too Um, uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be nfc's related what's your favorite bet right now across the nfl um well
1: so week week 13 um i i really like there, there's there's three bets i i like week 13 um i i like cleveland getting five and a half against tennessee, against tennessee. okay I, I just think that's too many points. I, I, I really like Tennessee and I mean, Derrick Henry absolutely should be in the MVP race where he is. Um, you know, right now, I, I'm pretty sure I've checked this today, but top five uh, in, in the race. Um, now he's he's still a long shot, he's he's not in the Mahomes, Wilson right. Rogers, um, you know, uh, group there, but he's he's in there, he's, he's in, in the race. Uh, but five and a half is just too many points, and I think this is, you know, as as is the case most weeks, there's a recency bias uh, in 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 uh, the public, right? Public remembers Tennessee hammering Indianapolis, a very good defense. Uh, they don't they don't remember Tennessee not playing very well the the last few weeks. Right. So. I think this is too many points. I think Cleveland can, uh, you know, run the ball. Like they they, they play a very similar style uh, offensively to Tennessee. I think we'll see a, a, a slow paced game. Uh, Miles Garrett uh, was just activated off of the COVID list. So I, I think Cleveland's defense will, um, you know, turn in a better performance than they did last week uh, where they allowed Jackson build a to backdoor to cover and cost me some money. Um but yeah, I like. Did I, you get would,
0: got on Monday night? in the Seattle fiasco?
1: No, actually. So fortunately, <laughs> I, uh, I I bet the game prior to Monday. Um, okay. and, and this was something that a lot of people inside sports betting were saying. Hey, you know why? Why did you wait until if, if you like Seattle? Why did right. you wait until Monday to bet it when when the line moved to six and a half? You had five available to you on on Saturday. Uh, why why didn't you take it then? Now, hey, I understand the. You know, the, the people who aren't in the business, the people who aren't looking sure. at this stuff every day, they're generally waiting until game day. Then they make, you know, they, they make their picks. Um, you, you have the other side of it where it's, you know, with, with COVID this year, it's it's tough to lock into a line um, early because you don't know who's who's going to show up positive. You know, all of a sudden, Russell Wilson's not playing, right? And then you're sitting on Seattle minus five and, it, yeah, what, what do you do then, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I like Cleveland. Plus five and a half, and just to let you know, I I was got on basically every other bad beat of of the day, so I, I did I avoided the the Seattle one, um, but I, I fell victim to the Chargers' uh, just awful clock management at the end. Ah. I had Chargers plus four, and if they you know do that properly, and after they catch the Hail Mary. If they get into the end zone, I get that cover. They don't. Uh, Like I said, the Browns, minus six and a half. They allowed the backdoor cover. I had the Giants. I jumped on that at minus four and a half. Uh, Right away, it grew to six, but same thing. They allow a late Brandon Allen touchdown and then cost me that one. Uh, It was was a really rough... uh, early slate for sure um, but yeah Cleveland plus five and a half I really like I, I like Indianapolis minus three uh, again I, everyone's there's a bit of this recency bias with Houston and, and the way right. Watson's playing and don't get me wrong he's he's been phenomenal but this is a very good Goldstein and just because they were beat by Tennessee uh, last week I don't think you know the, they're, they're going they, they were missing a lot of players again uh right. COVID reasons and uh,
0: and now Houston it, lost Will Fuller.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I've I've jumped on on the the Colts minus three. I I don't mind that, that they're playing on the road there. Uh, this is a very good team, and Houston's defense is is uh, very good. They they should be able to, to do whatever they please. Uh, and the, the final one actually, I, I, I like the Patriots plus one. I expected this line to uh, to to push towards New England. Um, I just figured we would be hearing a lot more this week. And and the reason we haven't is because of all the the, the postponements, all the, the schedule movement. But we haven't heard that much yet about Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks and the success he's had against rookie quarterbacks. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm on board with it. I think he's going to scheme up something, some pretty, pretty good for, for Justin Herbert. Um, and, and, you know, maybe not shut him down, but I think they'll slow him down. And, uh, again, I, I don't love the Chargers defense. So I, those are the three bets. Uh, Browns plus five and a half Indianapolis minus three and, and the Pats plus one. Um, I, I like those in terms of futures. Uh, if I can give you one futures bet, um, there's the, the problem is we're we're late in the season now where we're so many awards, so many things have already been decided. Um, you know, you even look at MVP like Patrick Mahomes is he was right. like minus 400 favorite at this this point, meaning you know you have to bet 400 dollars to win 100. Um, I I'm sitting on a Russell Wilson, uh, MVP ticket too, from, from the preseason, which was looking great for so long. I, I think the one that has value still there's, uh, I, I think Pittsburgh, um, you know, whether mm. you want to take them to win the, the AFC, or if you want to take them to win the Super Bowl, um, I, I still think there's value there. I think this is a very good team. Um, but, you know, the, the, Hard to say anything bad about their defense right now. Like they've they've been just phenomenal. Um, Ben Roethlisberger back under center, you know, there's, they're playing great football. I don't think there's many teams in the league who can slow down the Chiefs um i think the steelers might be one of those teams i think they might be the the one team in the afc you know funny enough outside of the raiders for whatever reason who who can slow down patrick mahomes um so right i mean right now you can get them at at six to one to win super bowl which i think there's there's value um, and you can get them plus two seventy to to win the AFC Championship. So I, I think that'll be a hard fought game, at least assuming you know everything goes the way it should, and and we get KC Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship. Uh, the other one, actually, you you mentioned this. Uh, you, you said the Packers earlier. You thought were probably the best, maybe the best team in the NFC. I think they, they are. are. <sighs> um, I think they are, and you can find them at uh, plus four fifty still to win the NFC championship, which I think is great value. You know, New Orleans is, is the favorite at, at plus 240. And I think that's just, that, that's too short. I, I don't like their chances much, especially looking back at their their playoff performances um, in, in the last little bit. Um, I, I like the Packers plus 450, even when even the Super Bowl, um, you can get them at, at 10 to one. I, I think those are the two value bets remaining on the board um, for, for futures anyways. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, those are my week 13s uh, as well for you.
0: I like those. Um, again, you mentioned the Packers piss my dog off. Cause again, his name's bear. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and he's, he's been hurt by the Packers as both a bear and, and a Cowboys fan. So, um, but I, I agree with you. And I, again, I do think that like recency bias is everywhere um in a lot of ways and like i i think that there were probably some great odds on the steelers to win the division like before the season started just because some people were like just falling over themselves for the Ravens type you know what i mean for
1: sure yeah i i got them at plus 270 um well done i i I was yeah the steelers were are are the one futures bet that hasn't really turned sour for me yet (laughs) uh like i said you know wilson's gone wrong i I had burrow at like plus 260 to, to win offensive rookie of the year um yeah, that, this is the one. You know, I had Steelers um, to to win the division plus two seventy. Uh, I've, I've got them to win the the AFC as well at uh, twelve to one, um, and then I, I put a really small uh, bet on on their Super Bowl futures at twenty two to one. So um, it's yeah, they're, they're they're playing very very well. Um, I, I I could see uh, a Steelers Packers Super Bowl.
0: Man, um, well. That would be a nightmare for Cowboys fans, uh, in a lot <laughs> of ways. Um, but, um, but Hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, um, I'm in a, a tough fantasy pickle because I've got Tom Brady and Justin Herbert. And so I was feeling really great and optimistic about Justin Herbert's odds this week with Tom Brady on a buy. Um, and I think like, that's another level of recency bias. Cause I agree with your, your Patriots line. Um, I think people look at, at Justin Herbert and he's doing all these like great rookie things and it's reminiscent of like great rookie quarterbacks. And like, I think I, I, I would guarantee you this conversation has been had like with people, you know, like playing call of duty online this week. Like, man, remember when Deshaun Watson went to new England, his rookie year and like lit them up. It was like, that's going to be Justin Herbert this week. Um, so um, speaking of, uh, I don't know if you have odds on people getting a PS five, but I bet you they're incredibly long um so (laughs) that's just kind of the way it goes uh matt these are always such fascinating discussions and conversations i can't wait to revisit this again in a few weeks um seeing you know like we both have said you know that the cowboys could be back in this and we could look back on this what did you say it's plus 574
1: uh you can get them right now they're at average plus uh 503 So, uh, I mean, Hey, they, they were as long as nine sixty three this year. Um, and that was, that was November 9th. So just, just in three weeks, they've, they've come down to plus 503 here. Right. So I, I, uh, I'm with you. I think in in a few weeks when, when we do this again, uh, we, we might be talking about Dallas as, as the favorite.
0: I can't wait for next week and we'll attribute all the credit to you for this. If every NFC East team loses on the road this week, and I would, I would certainly bet. And again, we're, Factoring in past the Ravens, Thursday game if they all lose and they should for the Cowboys odds to significantly grow at that point because they, they that there's legitimate logic to what you said and that happening. And so uh, and again, we're like talking barring other injuries or things like that. But yeah, uh, wow, that would be fascinating. Matt McEwen again, um, the most important person in the world, uh, but you can <laughs> find him at Sports Betting Dime. All the fun information, Matt, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Looking forward to chatting with you again in a couple of weeks.
1: Thanks so much, RJ. Appreciate you, buddy.
0: Want to give a big-time shout-out, big-time thank you to Matt for taking the time to join us. A shout-out to both of our dogs who wanted to be part of the show. Um, I mention all the time, Bear is pissed, man. I mean, you know, the Bears are, like, again, Bear is a Cowboys fan, but the fact that the Bears are playing so bad, you know, isn't helping his cause. And like I said, when they were in 5-1, you know, it was, hey, you know, that's right, pet me. Pet me. And then I pet him because, I mean, of course. Uh, But really interesting stuff and really interesting conversation. And I mean it in saying that when I left that conversation, I had more faith in the Dallas Cowboys odds, no pun intended, and winning the NFC East and so uh, maybe you share that sentiment maybe you don't but either way we can all guarantee that it is going to be a fun ride to the end the Dallas Cowboys play next on Tuesday night against the Baltimore Ravens we will have you covered as we always do at bloggingtheboys.com make sure you check us out there make sure you subscribe to the blog on the boys YouTube channel we had a live stream on Wednesday night talked a lot about odds etc and the state of the NFC East over the final five weeks of the season uh, we have a lot of fun stuff we do out there uh, so go subscribe we really appreciate that and while you're subscribing, make sure uh, to subscribe right here to the Blog on the Boys podcast network. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things are very much appreciated. We want to thank everybody who has uh, tagged us on Instagram uh, and included us, you know, or, you know, by proxy of listening to us uh, amongst your top podcast listens in 2020. That really means a lot to us. It is uh, super cool uh, that we all can connect all the time the way, you know, social media allows us to. And so that is a cool sort of function of the world that we live in now. Um, a big shout out, by the way, to Evan Crawford and Finley, who, uh, you know, Evan said he listens while he walks Finley. And so, uh, really appreciate Evan and, and everybody else that has listened and, and made this year uh, of Cowboys Talk fun. And hey, we still got a month to go before the the year of Cowboys Talk is over. And then, guess what? We'll do it again because we never, ever stop. We talk Dallas Cowboys 24 7, 365 at blog of the So, do me a favor. Have the absolute best Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you, mañana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.